0: Welcome to Psychedelicast. Hosted by Clinton Cayley, this show is an interview based podcast focused on offering listeners in depth information concerning plant medicines, entheogens, and all subjects tangential to psychedelia. Join us in prying open the third eye. Welcome fellow sojourners of interdimensional hyperspace. Welcome to another episode of Psychedelicast. I, as always, am your host, Clinton Kaylee. Thank you so much for stopping by to spend some time with us today. We got another great interview coming at you today. Um, we are going to be interviewing Miss Sherry of SporeSwaps.com, Um Sherry wanted to remain anonymous for this video, so I apologize to my Patreon subscribers. We do not have a a video upload for you this week. Normally, (laughs) Patreon subscribers get the uh, exclusive video upload uh, early. But uh, due to the privacy concerns of uh, Sherry, we did not shoot a video. Um, We spoke through audio format uh, only. Uh, However, this did not diminish the quality of the conversation. I had a great time chatting with her. I learned a lot. And uh, for a, an amateur mycologist such as myself, this was a very um, interesting insight into the world of uh, the business side of, of mycology. Uh, let's jump into a little bit about spore swaps. The mission at spore swaps is to help get more people involved in the studies of tiny fungal miracles by making the spores accessible to everyone so they can study and better understand their many benefits. Mycology is the study of fungi. Currently, over 100,000 species of fungi have been identified from across the globe. It is important to study and understand them due to the many different types of species, which can either be beneficial or harmful. The study of actin, or uh, psilocybin-growing spores, has been controversial, but the ever-increasing knowledge that these fungi could have mental health benefits, such as easing symptoms of depression, anxiety, PTSD, and other mentally debilitating illnesses, active mushrooms are now being widely studied in laboratories. Some states and cities in the U.S. are actually making them legal to disperse under a clinical setting. So um, what Spore Swaps is, is a platform that um, hosts vendors trading um, spores, both active and gourmet, uh, so medicinal, edible, and active spores, which are in majority of states in the U.S., uh, completely legal uh, for mycology purposes. Um, I'll let the discussion speak for itself to that point, because Sherry and I are going to get deeper into uh, why mycology is important, the business aspect, uh, some of the difficulties, and some of the trials and tribulations of operating a mycological-based business online through social media, all of that good stuff. We're going to get into that. Um, Before we do that let's do our usual housekeeping. Um, as I mentioned earlier, generally um, Patreon members only have access to the exclusive video drops. I've done those probably for the last 10 or 12 episodes. Uh, like I said, for this episode, we don't have one available due to the discretion of our guests. Um, and I will always honor that uh, those requests um, because of, you know... Uh, in this line of work and the line of work that sherry's in her privacy is very important and I respect that and I think we all uh, we all respect that with that being said generally these uh, exclusive video segments are released early for uh, patreon members only at www.lic pardon me www.patreon.com/ psychedeliccast. Uh, for three dollars a month, you're going to get all kinds of extra content. You can connect with other uh, fans of the show. Connect with myself personally. Uh, I do all kinds of cultivation uploads there, and uh, the early video drops are the main draw for that. Um, but more or less, the, your three dollars a month helps uh, helps keep me motivated and helps me keep me engaged and helps support the show. Um, I would do it regardless for free. I have done it for free for years. Um, I've podcasted for free for years Because I enjoy it Um, But it does help support the show And it does um, It does kind of uh, Inspire me to Continue to create good content What I think is good content And I hope that you all agree So uh, join us there Patreon.com slash psychedelicast If you'd like to support the show If you don't want to make a monetary contribution I understand I listen religiously to many podcasts That I don't uh, contribute to monetarily although it would be a great uh, help to me and to the show. Another way to help the show is to follow us on our social medias. Um, You can find us at Psychedelicast on Facebook. We have a strong community there um, on the fan page of about close to 8,000 members. Um, We're working on rebuilding our Instagram page that was arbitrarily deactivated uh, six or seven months ago. Uh, We were at about 2,7 thousand followers there. We're now closing in on like 400 so uh, follow us there at Pod on Instagram. You can also check us out at psychedelicast with two Ts on Twitter, although I rarely post on Twitter. I'm just not a fan. I've never really used it, and uh, I, I, don't, I don't do much there. So preferably follow us on Instagram and Facebook. That's where we do most of our posting and updates for the show. Uh, another great way to support us without uh, spending your hard-earned dollar is to subscribe to the podcast on your podcatcher of choice or all of the podcatchers that you utilize. Um, you can uh, drop us a review, leave us some stars, uh, share the show online with your friends and family. Support the show by uh, sharing the show and uh, and supporting the show via your podcast. Um, your subscriptions and your uh, reviews submissions—that's a great way to support us, and I appreciate each and every one of you who does that. Let's see, getting ready to uh, head to Sao Paulo here in about ten days. Looking forward to that. I actually just purchased a motorhome. I'm super excited about that. I'm gonna when I get off work tonight. I'm heading straight out to the land to the property to uh, start working on renovating and cleaning it. Um, it's really cool, old school, like 1992 uh, Allegro Bay on a on a Ford E350. It's been a dream of mine for some time. If you've been following the show, then you followed me through the entire bus building days, and uh, so now I have a fully functional, working, ready-to-live-in uh, motorhome. I'm super excited about that, and I'm going to live in it full-time, Starting uh, maybe starting this week, but definitely at... at At the least, I'm going to be living in it full-time when I return from Sao Paulo. So uh, either starting this week or in early July, I will be living in it full-time. Super excited. Got a a pretty good amount of work to do in there just to get it uh, up to my standards and up to, you know, to to make it my home. Um, But I'm looking forward to doing that and going to put some work in tomorrow. Uh, trying to get it all street legal, registered, pay all the taxes, and, it, you know, it, it's expensive, but uh, it's a labor of love, so I'm excited and looking forward to this new adventure. Moving out of my brother's garage, it's too fucking hot here in Texas, can't sleep during the day there anymore, um, I work nights, and I try to sleep during the day, and I can't do it in a garage anymore, it's too hot, so... Uh, moving on out, moving on up. I'm gonna miss being there with my family, but I'm moving like ten minutes away from them, so I'll still be hanging out with them all the time. Those are my people. I love them very much. That's an update on my life. Uh, generally, I go a little bit more deep and personal um, in the Patreon, on the Patreon page with our No Trip Sitter episodes, which are centered around my writings, my thoughts, and and uh, my own personal psychedelic experiences. So if you're into that, join us there on the Patreon page, www.patreon.com. Before we do our interview, let's jump into psychedelic news. Hang with us, okay? In psychedelic news today, I'm going to offer you an article from calmatters.org. Uh, the article is entitled Will Psychedelics Become Legal in California was written by one Miss Marissa Garcia on June the 10th, 2021, only 2 days ago. Amid growing scientific research into therapeutic uses for psychedelic drugs and a progressive push to soften punishment for drug crimes, California lawmakers are considering a bill to legalize magic mushrooms, ecstasy, and several other hallucinogenic substances. The proposal has set off an intense debate over how far California should go to embrace novel medical treatments and destigmatize drug use without compromising public safety. While research into the potential benefits of psychedelics to treat PTSD, depression, and anxiety is becoming increasingly mainstream in academic settings, the bill goes beyond medical applications to allow recreational use of psychedelics. Senate Bill 519 would decriminalize the possession and non-commercial sharing of psychedelics by people aged 21 or older. It would not permit the sale of psychedelics in government-sanctioned shops the way cannabis is allowed under state law, but sets up the framework for California to move toward regulating psychedelic drugs in the future. The measure passed a major hurdle last week, clearing the state Senate with the bare minimum of votes necessary, and now moves to the Assembly, where it will likely continue to divide Democrats who control the legislature. The debate comes five years after California voters legalized cannabis and a year after Oregon voters legalized the use of psychedelic mushrooms in a therapeutic setting and decriminalized possession of small amounts of all drugs. Part of a growing movement to combat the war on drugs, the California bill would mean that a psychedelic trip does not result in a trip to the police station. We've addressed the issue of drug use by trying to arrest and incarcerate as many people as possible, and it hasn't worked. Said, said Democratic Senator Scott Wiener of San Francisco, the bill's author. This war on drugs hasn't reduced drug use, it hasn't reduced addiction, it hasn't reduced overdoses, it's made the problem worse. He's pushing the measure as a way to expand treatment for mental illnesses and roll back criminal justice policies that he sees as discriminating against people of color. However, some lawmakers say that Wiener's approach goes too far. Among the drugs it would legalize is ketamine, which, according to law enforcement officials, is sometimes used to facilitate sexual assaults. I don't know why in the world we would be contemplating legalizing a drug like ketamine used to incapacitate young women and girls for the purposes of raping them, GOP Senator Melissa Melendez of Temecula said during a heated debate last week on the Senate floor. Law enforcement groups also opposed the bill. The Peace Officers Research Association of California, a federation of police unions, argues that it would lead to more drug-dealing crime. We believe many of the penalties related to controlled substances work as a deterrent or a reason for individuals to get the treatment they need to turn their lives around, the group wrote to the Senate Public Safety Committee. As we have seen so many times, it is often the most vulnerable populations and those who have the weakest support systems that will be most susceptible to the increased access and use of drugs. Democrats are divided over the proposal. Senator Bob Archuleta, a Pico Rivera Democrat, said he voted against the bill because it would legalize psychedelics before lawmakers have more information about their effects. The bill would set up a working group in the State Department of Public Health to research psychedelic substances in greater depth. Archuleta said he'd rather wait to receive definitive guidance from the group. In Wiener's eyes, there is no time to wait. Lives are on the line. Suicide rates of veterans were significantly higher than the national suicide rate, according to 2016 data from the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. Is there help for veterans? Income psychedelics. The scientific research looks promising. Recent studies suggest that psychedelics such as MDMA, better known as MOLLY or ecstasy, could fill a gap in mental health care for veterans suffering from PTSD. The UCLA Center for Health Policy Research found that nearly 55% of California veterans who sought medical help for mental health did not feel like they received the treatment that they needed. It's one reason several veterans groups support the bill. I had tried countless failed treatments and felt hopeless, with no other options left. I felt I had nothing to lose by pursuing psychedelic treatment outside the U.S. Marcus Capone, a former Navy SEAL, wrote in an op-ed urging lawmakers to pass the bill. Practically overnight, I felt a huge weight had been lifted and my cognitive functioning returned. After years of frustration and hopelessness, I got my life back. Emerging scientific research shows that psychedelics can help people with PTSD, learn new thinking patterns and overcome trauma. MDMA has a role to play in the extinction of fear-based memories and fear-based memories are very well encoded in the brain there, said Jennifer Mitchell, a neurologist at the University of California, San Francisco, and a member of the UC Berkeley Center for the Science of Psychedelics. It does appear to impact the consolidation and recollection of fear-based memories. The MDMA dose does not remove these fear-based memories. Mitchell says it helps patient re- patients revisit traumatic moments without the overhang of the usual fear or shame. Guided by a therapist, patients can work through their thoughts more deeply and eventually try to let them go. Mitchell likens the effects of MDMA on memories to snow falling in a snow globe. Imagine skiing down a mountainside using the same trail every time. Every time you take that trail, the snow gets a little little bit more deeply packed and the trail gets a little bit more worn. And soon, that's the only way up the mountain. The psychedelic allows you to shake the snow globe and for a fresh, smooth, new coat of snow to fall everywhere such that the path is no longer apparent and you can find a new way off the mountain. And we'll leave the rest of that article for you to read on calmatters.org if you would like to. So, once again, California leading the charge in plant medicine and psychedelic therapy as usual. God, I wish Texas would fucking take a, uh, would take a page from their book. Although I did, I almost gave you another Texas article because our Senator, um, Greg Abbott said that he was, that if, uh, if a certain bill to expand the medical marijuana program specifically for veterans came to his desk, that he would sign it. So Texas has actually made a couple solid steps forward within the last, uh, couple months. That's exciting to see, but they're just tiny little baby steps. We need we need to move quicker. We need we need larger steps uh, here in the South. Um, so I wish Texas could take a page out of the book from California, and uh, and be ready to do that. I don't know when or if that's going to happen, but I hope it's soon. Uh, all that being said, I think I've jawed enough here. You're gonna have to listen to me a little bit more as I speak with the uh, one and only. Sherry from Spore Swaps, um, a great place for all your mycological needs. A great platform hosting many uh, quality vendors there, vetted um, and and uh, promoted by the by the site. So uh, without further ado, let's invite Sherry to the show to discuss uh, SporeSwaps.com with us. Thanks, guys. <music> Oh, my God, it's hot. Oh, Lord, no.
1: I wouldn't survive.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of used to it at this point, but uh, I don't like it, so.
1: Yeah. Yeah, me neither.
0: Although I do like the heat when, like, I choose to. Like, I, I really enjoy going in the sauna and things like that, but when it's just constantly hot all day, um, it, it gets old, you know?
1: Yeah, and plus, I mean, people down south... If you're living in an apartment, chances are they have AC for you, like central air or something. Up here, they don't provide that for us. I live in an apartment, and we have no AC provided. I have a couple of portable units, so I put one in my kitchen and one in my bedroom. But where I'm at right now, I don't have one, so I have this little fan running because they think, ah, you guys are only going to have you know 90 something degrees for only so long so just suffer through it you're good
0: wow um yeah that's not possible here although it is for me because right now i I live in a garage with no ac i just have a fan so like yeah uh, i'm kind of living that life right now (laughs)
1: oh god i feel for you
0: yeah i'm gonna survive though i'm gonna survive i was on like a uh, I was on like a 6 month walkabout in South America and Mexico and since I came came back I just never like got my own apartment. I just lived with my brother and uh I'm just saving some money and living cheaply. So right. it's by it's by choice, it's not by like I'm it's not like this is my only option. I could go rent an apartment, but I'm like, "Eh, we'll make it work."
1: Right? Yep. Hey, if you got a spot, take it.
0: Hell yeah, especially in today's uh in the, world no. that we, in the world that we live in today. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's a lot crazier for some folks. My 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 COVID experience hasn't been bad. It's actually been quite... Uh, I've been quite fortunate and blessed to be able to uh, travel during COVID and, and do a lot of things that I really wanted to do. And um, I was able to even come back to my job. So I really can't complain. My life's been pretty good through COVID.
1: Oh, me too. I'm totally blessed. I mean... You know, I able to live here by myself and pay all my bills and have food in my belly, which is a lot more than some can say, you know, during that time. They lost their jobs and couldn't pay rent and
0: absolutely
1: it was, it was awful. Today it was such a great day because I actually went into a store without a mask because as you heard, the C D C CDC said that if you got vaccinated you don't need to wear a mask well there's nobody at the doors you know wanting to check your card or anything which I didn't get vaccinated I don't want to so but because of the announcement I'm like you know what I'm not going to wear my mask and just see what happens everybody even the employees are still wearing masks and I'm just strolling through without one and nobody said anything so hopefully that continues
0: yeah, yeah. It, here in Texas, it's been it, it's pretty much breaking down. Um, it, everyone's so sick of it. Everyone's kind of going back to normal. I, I work in medicine, so I'm going to have to wear the mask for possibly, I mean, honestly, I could see this just altering the entire way that uh, medical professionals work. So I would not be surprised if we wear masks indefinitely uh, while on the job. So I, I, I'm super used to wearing the mask. And uh, I still, I don't know, like uh, I'm over it too. And I definitely don't want the vaccine if I, if it's unnecessary, but I'm also concerned that because of my job, they're going to make, they're going to say you have to be vaccinated in order to step into a clinical setting. Oh, I'm sure. And uh, so I'm kind of anticipating that and hoping that I I can get around that somehow. Um, And it's not that I'm like a super conspiracy theorist, like, vaccines are killing everybody it's more of like i just don't need it like i'm not i've never gotten sick i've been face to face with covid now for over a year in in my travels and in my job so uh i just don't need it and i don't want to take it strictly based on that
1: right yeah that's the same reason i don't want to take it you know when it was in the thick of things i never caught it so chances are me catching it now is pretty slim i feel
0: uh, yeah, I agree with you. Um, and, you know, when I when I decided that I was going to go travel, take this trip, a lot of my friends and family were like, aren't you afraid you're going to get COVID? I'm like, not more afraid than I am working in an emergency room every day where I know for sure I'm going to come in contact with COVID. So, right. yeah, no, I'm not really that concerned about it. Exactly. Um, and, and, you know, I think there is the moralistic, uh, th- you know, protect others – I get that. Uh, so I, I did my best to abide by the rules. But, man, it's been over a year now, and we people need to, you know, re, reboot, re-kick their lives off, and uh, uh, people need to go back to work. And I'm tired of living like this, and everybody else is too. So if, at this point, if you're scared, you know, go to church. I don't know what to tell you, dude. Stay in your house.
1: Like. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I hear that. Hey. Do you mind, is it okay if I just use the restroom really quick, then I'll, I'll come back and we can get this thing started? Yeah, of course. Go ahead. I've been recording already just for
0: posterity, but yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, come oh, on.
1: okay. Yeah, I'll no worries.
0: Right okay. Okay, good deal. Good deal. Well, uh, folks, we are joined by Sherry of Spore Swaps today. Thank you for joining us here on Psychedelicast. Uh, we've got several interesting things I'd like to talk about here, myself being a uh, an amateur mycologist and, and a big fan of mycology, um, but also some other areas we're gonna venture into. Um, I think maybe the best place to start is just by uh, telling us a little bit about yourself, what you'd like to, what you'd like to share, and uh, also uh, maybe like a brief overview of the concept behind spore swaps and and where it started, and um, just kind of intro us into the world of spore swaps.
1: Sure, I'd love to do that. First, I'd like to say thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. Uh, so, I started spore swaps out of necessity. I belonged to some mushroom groups because I was interested in providing um what I what I needed for myself instead of trying to go out there and and find it. So, In these groups, I noticed everybody giving tips on how to grow and all of that, but nothing about spores. And I was wondering, well, where do people get their spores from? Of course, I was new to it all, so I didn't know there were other um, websites that sold spores. But I was specifically looking on Facebook. And so then somebody suggested to me, well, why don't you start a group? I thought, hmm, well, yeah, I, I could do that. Um, You know, just thinking a few people would join and we could swap or, you know, sell spores, trade, whatever. Uh, I had no idea it would grow to the number that we're at now, which is just over 9,000 members. Um, So this little spore swap group, you know, turned into into quite a, a job. Uh, I might add it's a job I love doing. Uh, it's kind of like raising a child. There's days that you beat your head against the wall and other days that you thoroughly enjoy it. So after the group grew, I I think to about 5,000, I thought, well, what about a website? I mean, I have all these vendors on, on Facebook trying to get their products out there how about if I made a website for them, so other people that aren't a member of of my group can find them and and start their own journey. So I thought, well, how hard could it be? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so I found a developer, and he took me pretty far into it. I mean, we were doing good, but then He had never built a multi-vendor website before and just kind of threw his hands up and couldn't do it anymore, which I have no ill feelings towards. I totally understand. He put a lot of work into it. But when I got the word out to my vendors, one of them said they had a friend that was a developer. So uh, um, he got in contact with me, and we talked about it, and he took it on. And that's who I'm working with now. This project with the website, I think started about 10 months ago or so, something like that. And it's coming along, but you know, there's still issues, uh, especially with the the payments. Uh, As some may know, banks don't want us. They consider us high risk because of two reasons. Because of the products we sell and the site itself, because it's a multi-vendor website. Um, but as far as the products, I even had one banker tell me that they saw the syringes that we used to inject.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. I
1: was like, oh my
0: goodness. Yeah, it's, I, I've encountered this, what you're talking about myself. Uh, some years ago, I started a CBD company and uh, I was creating my own CBD products and I had my own website and I was doing pretty good right there at the beginning of the CBD boom and uh, I kept running into the issue where I was being dropped from all these like payment platforms Um, you know I I got dropped from like PayPal I got dropped from uh, I can't remember two or three of them basically said hey look we can't platform your payments for your products they're illegal in some places or it's a gray area in some places yada 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 um, and then I remember about six months later, these emails started coming in. Hey, Mr. Kaylee, we're so sorry about, uh, you know, uh, removing you from our platform, but we've decided to take payments for CBD. Now we'd love to have you come back. And I was kind of like, man, you know, screw you. <laughs> like, no, you guys kicked me off and, uh, now you want me to come back and, and, you know, and, uh, right. exchange money through your platform. Um, so yeah, I know what you're talking about and, uh, it was, fr- it was very frustrating
1: yeah maybe someday I'll get calls like that but I haven't had any come in yet uh, the, there's just not enough education as far as spores You mm. know, they don't hold any active ingredients you can't snort them and get high you can't inject them and get high um, you know and, and on my website it clearly states that they're all for microscopy purposes only even on my website, I say that, and I've tried to explain it to the bankers and the, the processors over and over again that there's nothing illegal about this. Look it up. It's okay to own spores, except for in three states, and we don't sell. I don't allow my vendors to sell to those three states.
0: What three states are uh, prohibiting spores?
1: Oh, Okay, so I should have looked that up. I always screw this up, but I know it's California. Uh, Oh, that sucks. Right. Oh my gosh, what are they?
0: Well, that's okay. One of our listeners can look it up and let me know in the comments. That's no problem. Um, That's, yeah, that's so bizarre that people could be so uh, uneducated. Uh, I mean, it kind of makes sense. Um,. But did you hear the story about the guy who was injecting spores like uh like a month ago, two months ago? It was oh, all
1: over
0: Yeah, it was all over the internet. It was all over Facebook and so the veracity of it I'm not I'm not positive, but I, I saw it come up in a couple different places and it looked like legitimate articles, and apparently this guy had been injecting psilocybin spores, like IV injecting, and he was having some sort of um a dangerous fungal growth in, in his in his kidney. Seriously. You think? <laughs> yeah. And uh, so anyways, I was like, okay, well, that's not good, you know. Maybe that's what some of these people are worried about, you know. I guess that kind of makes sense. But I've never heard of before or since anything remotely like that.
1: Yeah, that definitely doesn't help or cause. And no, I, I hadn't heard anything about that. Um, so what is it that uh, you said...
0: You said earlier that what led you into um, um, mycology in the first place was, uh, was your own, you know, need to acquire these things for yourself without, I guess, uh, attaining them from the black market. Um, and I guess that's what kind of leads most of us into this. It's what led me into it for sure. Um,
1: right. Yeah, I, I just, I'm a, the type of person that likes to try things myself. Um, keep my brain busy by learning new things. And mushrooms caught my attention because of their medicinal properties, you know. For instance, like active mushrooms, they can treat depression, anxiety, um, you know, even people that are coming off of drugs, it helps them. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's just an array of benefits to it, not and that's just the, the active mushrooms. Then you go into the medicinal mushrooms and all the properties and help they can give a person. So that really caught my interest and uh, so that's what led me to this journey that I'm still continuing to go down. Uh, it was rough a rough start in the beginning because there were some folks in the in the Mushroom community that were less than thrilled of me starting up the spore swaps. Why? And, uh, <laughs> because they saw my group as a threat to them making money. You know. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah.
0: And yeah, so they that's did sad.
1: everything they could to try to to stop me, um, try to scare me into submission and shutting down my page. And you know, in the beginning, it, it, it almost worked. I was, because when I came into the mushroom community, I thought I was coming into a kumbaya, everybody gets along, love and peace, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. And so when
1: I encountered this, it literally dropped my jaw. I was like, oh my gosh, I have never encountered anything like this. Um, you know, they, with the threats and describing where I live and all of that. And, like yeah, that I is said, it's so in, bizarre. I know, and like I said in the beginning, I was a little concerned and thinking, you know, wow, should I continue this or just shut it down? Uh-huh. But then it got to a point where it's all of that kind of became the, the fuel that fed my fire to continue. And so, to all my haters, if any of you are listening, thank you, you know, <laughs> <laughs> sure, because look at where it's going now. So,
0: yeah, um. You know, since I've started the podcast, I really haven't had to deal with anything like that, with like people specific, like personally attacking me. But I have become more deeply ingrained in the internet psychedelic culture in general through social media and, and Instagram. And while majority of my interactions there have been extremely positive, and I would like to say about the the mycology community at large, particularly I. I where my, where I would know most about would be the psychedelic uh or the active mycology. I would say that for the majority of those people are really good people who are trying to learn, help, share information and uh you know, uh kind of share the mushroom around this the country and and the world. Um but I definitely ha- have, you know, a lot of the like have run into a lot of these internet trolls. Um who always have uh, a, something negative to say or or have uh, just a, a shitty comment to make and you know I think like I kind of used to be that guy too though when I was younger, I used to be on Facebook like talking shit all the time just because I was because I was bored and I w- wasn't sh- sure who I was and I felt like it was super necessary for me to espouse my opinion constantly and for everyone to know what I thought. And, right. Uh, it took me some time to grow out of that because eventually I just realized, you know, through my psychedelic experiences and through just life experiences in general, like, it's okay to, like, have your opinion and just be quiet. Like, you don't have to tell everybody everything you think, you know?
1: Right. And, you know, there's a difference with talking at someone and talking to them. As soon as you start talking at a person, they shut down. They're not going to listen to you. They don't want to hear your side, they're not mm-hmm. interested. But if you can have a an adult dialogue with someone, state your opinion, let them state theirs, and, you know, go away smiling. It's okay that not everybody agrees with, you know, the way a person thinks. Um, in fact, that's what makes the world interesting is that we think differently, and, it, you know, it's all about perspective.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, it's one thing to stand up for your beliefs and the things that you hold important and dear when it's necessary. I think everyone should do that and everyone should have that right. But uh, I think there's also a difference between that and just shooting your mouth off on the Internet all day, every day, at every meme that you come across. It's like, come on, dude, how, how do you even have time for that? You know, because my, my, my Facebook group for the – not it's not a group. It's a, it's a page. It's like a, a, a follow page. For this, for the podcast, has uh, about eight thousand members as well. So at this point, you know, there's people who are, who are fans of the show, who are following and, and interacting on social media, and then there are some people who like I see them commenting all the time, and it's always like negative or trolling. It's just always like uh, combative, and I'm just like, that sucks, you know. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, it does. But you know, there's there's something going on in their life. That makes them feel like they need to do that. There's something that they're not happy with. And until they can reflect on it and figure out they're the problem, you know, you just kind of have to have that mindset with them that whatever baggage they're carrying, I'm not going to grab it and carry it for them. So just let it go.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of what I've come to. Um, and, you know, like I said, I used to kind of be that guy too. And it, and it really did, it came from a place of like, insecurity it was like i wanted people to see me in a certain way and the internet was an easy vehicle for me to kind of air quotes express myself right
1: right it's uh, behind the screen
0: yeah but it was very hollow and very like um very uh virtue signaling and like just wanting people to think you're something that you're really not and uh I probably spent, the, like, a few years in my early 20s behaving like that until I finally just kind of was like, eh, I don't need to do this anymore. Like, I kind of know who I am now, and I don't have to tell everybody on the Internet. So, right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, oh, by the way, those three states are California, Georgia, and Idaho.
0: Ah, nice. Doing some on-the-fly research. Thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> as, soon as,
1: stopped, as soon as I stopped thinking about them, I remembered. Nice,
0: nice yeah um so let's let's veer back into mycology for a second I, I just want to like kind of f- uh fawn over my love of mycology and and why it it's important to me and and then you you know you can do the same if you'd like um I think I started my first mycology experiment or attempt, probably in like two thousand and eight two thousand and nine, something like that. And this was in the early stages of the internet comparative to what it is now. Um, So the information was much more sparse and less, it wasn't as well documented. You know, now I uh, I follow pages on the internet, on Instagram, that these guys are just, like, they're not amateurs, they're professionals, their tubs are... Full mm-hmm. to their tubs are massive. They're full to bursting. They've isolated the genetics of these rare strains down to a a, a real tub, exploding tub, you know, variety. And and now they're kind of some of them are like cross breeding or some shit. Like I don't even know what they're doing. And uh, and they're coming. They're coming down. They're you know they're they're kind of modifying and 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 isolating until they come to these very unique genetics and. Um, when I started, it was nothing like that. You could get like golden teachers. Uh, you could basically get psilocybe cubensis and they would name them like fake names, like different random names, you know, and you, right. would, you would just buy them based on the name, but they were all roughly, a, a, a you know, a similar strain of cubensis. And so I struggled for probably a couple years. You know, you know how it is. You fail so many times. You don't work clean enough. You got to learn agar. You got to learn. You got to learn a lot. Um, but it's it, it becomes a very rewarding hobby because it kind of blends like all these different aspects of, of my personal interest. It kind of blends like science, spirituality, medicine, um, into like a fun cultivation hobby and so for my for my money I don't think I can't think of any other hobbies that I have that I enjoy more than, than that one you know it's really a fun thing to do
1: yeah you can you know you start out with nothing and with a little bit of work all of a sudden you, you see the literally fruits of your labor and you can look at it and go wow <laughs> I did that But I'm with you, you know, I'm an amateur also. I don't know how to cross and do all that that stuff that they do, but yeah, I've seen it too. Uh, People with a room just full with tubs and I'm just like, geez, that's on a whole different level than what I'm doing right now. Um, So yeah, I totally agree with you. It's pretty amazing.
0: Uh, yeah. Are you aware of, uh, of this, uh, it's an Instagram page. I'm sure it's on Facebook too, but it's called Inoculate the West.
1: No, I've never heard
0: of it. Oh, you should write that down and check this guy out on Instagram or guy or girl. I'm not sure this person is anonymous, but, uh, the, the level of expertise and the beautiful, uh, flushes and fruits that this guy produces are just mind boggling. Um, it's it's just a joy to watch every day. Uh, this person post m- monstrous tubs full of mushrooms and beautiful fruits like like two hundred gram melmac like just crazy shit. Oh, my God. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> it, it's just it's a lot of fun and 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 now that I've kind of gone down that rabbit hole, particularly on on Instagram, I found like five or six accounts that are just like these. These, uh, I would consider them professional uh, mycologists. Like, they're just unbelievably talented, and and they sell their spores and things like that. Also, uh, inoculate the West. He, this person sells the their isolated genetics online, and it's it's very sophisticated and very uh, impressive.
1: I'll have to check them out. I wrote it down, so I'll definitely do that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think you would find that, that page interesting. Um, would you explain, you, were, you got into it briefly in the beginning, but would you l- explain a little bit more in detail the concept of spore swaps? You are not really selling spores. You are platforming other vendors to trade and uh, buy and sell spores. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah, we, that's,
1: that was the whole purpose when I got started. Uh, well, when I first started the group, uh, I'll admit it was for my benefit so I could find spores. Um, but since then, it it's grown so others can do the same thing. Um, and I, I get messages quite a bit that thank me for for the group and that they've grown so much because of the group. And, and so that's very rewarding um, that I'm helping others out there, you know, come across what they need and to start a very rewarding hobby.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, When did you start uh, your group initially?
1: Uh, It launched September 2019. And it was, like I said, it was a slow start just because of people coming after it. But I kept at it, and pretty soon the word got out. and um, It just started continually growing there was one point where we were accepting close to 300 new members a week
0: I think that you're probably just seeing the tip of the iceberg on that to be honest I wouldn't be surprised to see that group continue to grow exponentially I don't I don't think you've reached your peak at this point I think it probably could grow quite
1: quite a bit larger um, yeah, and that's exciting, um, you know. But of course, with growth comes changes. The rules we had in place in the beginning, of course, you know, no longer worked as we grew. And, you know, not everybody is pleased when I get on the page and state a new rule or a change in a rule. But, you know, there's there's reasons for it. Um, so, I... I hope it continues to grow. I hope we reach more people, and I hope they find what they need, you know, on my page. That would be awesome.
0: Yeah, uh, that that wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, I mean, you started in twenty nineteen, so it hasn't even been two years yet. You've already amassed almost ten thousand followers. Um, and I know, Ooh. like I was saying, some of these some of these larger Instagram uh, accounts, uh, they have. Tens of thousands, if not up to a hundred thousand followers. Oh wow! Um, yeah. So so there's no shortage of interest in the subject. That's for sure. Um, like the the people who are interested in this are out there, um, and I think you'll probably see continued growth, um, especially yeah. with the concept. Because I haven't. I don't think that there's any other kind of online marketplace like yours. Um, I've never heard of it. Of anything like this, and and I think I first heard of spore swaps. It kind of rings a bell, and and I think I probably heard about it or came across it initially when it uh, when it started early on. It seems like I've I, I, the name and the and the logo and the website look familiar to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think you've made a lot of growth within a short period of time because this podcast is roughly the same age, maybe a little older or a little younger, and it's about the same size. Um, But I've really pushed like promoting and things online, Um, so I don't know if you have people that that help you with that or if you do that yourself, but that'll help you.
1: I'm a one-man team. Uh,
0: Yeah, so am I. Yeah. So I started,
1: I decided to put us on Instagram, um, and I, I post what vendors post on the, on our facebook page as far as what they have for sale um hoping because i know not everybody you know is a member of facebook not everybody likes facebook um, for various reasons so i thought well let's go on instagram and start an account there and reach other folks uh, but other than you know and i tried reddit reddit is a i don't know i i've never been able to figure that out
0: yeah, it's um, weird. I don't I, really get it I either.
1: Try, I, I tried posting once, and I looked at the rules, and I followed the rules. So I I went ahead and posted, and I think it was like twenty minutes later, my account got shut down. I was like, <laughs> all right, we're done.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Reddit's good. I I like to go to Reddit when I need like very specific random information, like from a person and not like an article. It's good for that sometimes, but I don't really get it either. So I feel you on that one. I've never really yeah. used it.
1: It just seems a little too complicated for my brain,
0: anyhow. Yeah, I'm good. I, I like I like I said. I, I've I now I no longer operate any personal social media accounts for myself. I did for like the last fifteen years, so I I deactivated them all several months ago, and it's really been a a good. It was really a good thing for me. It's really. Uh, helped me to disconnect from some things that I just didn't want to be involved in anymore and just kind of step away from the internet somewhat. So I, uh, I only operate accounts for the podcast now. Mm -hmm. Um, and I prefer it that way. Like I, 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 I just kind of was ready to take my own myself out of the equation, like me personally and, uh, and use the podcast to just kind of promote, uh, promote other people's work and promote I you know the psychedelic experience and ideals and things like that right um, yeah I, I had other
1: groups on Facebook also uh, but once uh, the score swaps took off I kind of some of them I closed down and others I just kind of stepped away from because the score swaps page keeps me busy enough I don't need anything else and it's enjoyable I mean I thoroughly enjoy the group You know it's it's awesome the members are awesome I love chatting with them I love getting feedback whether it's positive or negative because with every feedback it teaches you if you need to tweak something or you know so it's always they always are willing to teach me
0: (laughs) yeah yeah that's really good that's really good I don't get a whole lot of feedback Uh, I I would prefer to get a little more actually so listeners uh, start doing that Um, but yeah i know what you mean it is it is enjoyable to like kind of just be th- this entity is depersonalized for me somewhat it's it's like a it's like a creative endeavor at this point and it's no longer like just my just me it involves a lot of people my guests and even though i i am like the sole um, creator and 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 the the a one man show as well um, it's taken on kind of a life of its own through my guests because everyone that comes on is completely different and a uh, different area of expertise. Um, so, uh, and some have no area of expertise such as myself. Um, just like to talk about mushrooms and stuff like that, but right. uh, yeah, it is enjoyable and it does, it also keeps me busy as busy as I'd like to be on the internet, um, I don't. I don't need to spend any more time there. You know, I, right. sp- I spend enough of my life on the internet as it is.
1: Yeah, and you know, I just I want to kind of go back and when I said I'm a, a one man show, um, that wasn't totally truthful because I do have my admins and my moderators for the page that help me out immensely, um, especially TC Michael. He. Uh, He has my back, and he's always willing to be the hard ass, and (laughs) (laughs) he helps out a lot. Along with the others, I'm not saying the others don't either. But, and also, I need to give a huge shout out to my vendors that are on the website. They have stuck with me through all the ups and downs. They came on board when I first started the website, and thinking that you know, I I thought it would just be an easy process, and. you know, it was, oh, the website's up, oh, it's down, website's up, oh, nope, it's in maintenance mode, oh, we have a payment method, you know, that we can work with, oh, nope, they cut us off, and through all of the ups and downs, they stuck with me, they didn't close down their stores and bail, they just stuck out, you know, stuck with me and went through it with me, so I thoroughly appreciate them for doing that.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic, that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I was kind of uh, alluding to my CBD business earlier, um, I, I don't know what I would call it, but I guess these kind of counterculture business ventures, whatever you want to call them, you know, gray area business ventures. It's always so rough getting them off the ground and getting them stabilized. Even this podcast is, you know, it's pretty simple. It, it's, it requires time and effort. But the basic, the bare bones of it are simple. I need a computer, a microphone, an internet connection, and somebody to talk to. Basically, that's all I need. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it takes time to to produce, edit, upload, promote, or operate social media. All that stuff takes a lot of time and, and, and bandwidth Great. and effort. And uh, you know, when I was when I was running, uh, uh, um, I, it's not it wasn't a brick and mortar store but I was you know selling an actual product a CBD several a line of CBD products that I was creating myself um, it was just problem after problem after problem and I, you know I guess that's probably the same in any business I, I guess that's not specific to the things that we're talking about but uh, it just seems like it's much harder to uh, to get these kind of ventures off the ground and stabilized.
1: Yeah. I think when you start anything, you know, you may start it with rose colored glasses on thinking, oh, how hard could this be? You know, in your head, you have the plan. Well, this is what I want to do. I know how to do it. I'll do it. And then, you know, I'll do this and I'll do that. And, you know, it sounds like it's pretty simple until you actually get into it. And then you realize all the, the issues and things that go with it. And so that's when, you know, You know if you love something or not, that through all the issues, you still stick with it. You know, you don't give up, and you just take it day by day, and whatever new issues pop up, you just kind of take a deep breath and go, okay, we got this. We can do it. (laughs) You kind of give yourself a pep talk. and, And like I said, between my vendors and the members of the Facebook group, they help me out a lot, too just keeping me going and my enemies you know like I said sparking that flame so yeah yeah, I I appreciate it all the good the bad it's all been a learning experience and I'm I know I'm not done learning there's going to be more things that come up that I haven't thought of and but I'll deal with it when the time comes
0: yeah for sure for sure yeah, I guess what they say, like, all publicity is good publicity, so... Right,
1: exactly, you know, for as sure. long as they're talking about me, they're leaving somebody else alone, and they're giving me attention, so mm-hmm. I
0: can't complain. I want to kind of talk a little bit more about uh, the importance of mycology and people uh, doing home mycology and, and what, it meant, what it's meant to me and um, uh, some of the things that I've gotten out of it. Like, for instance, I had kind of taken several years off of the hobby... In my mid twenties, I was busy with school, and uh, I was doing some a lot of other things, and I kind of had put it on the back burner. Really, wasn't doing anything. wasn't growing wasn't uh, growing any any mushrooms at all. Um, but I I ended up in a relationship with a with a former partner of mine, and well, I think I met her when I was 26, 27. And we were together for like three and a half years. And um, my former partner had issues with depression and anxiety and, and and several different generalized mental health issues. And you know, she was kind of on a, her own personal journey of learning how to how to cope with these things and and, and treat them and, and work with them. And uh, I told her, you know, I had I had never really been a particularly anxious or depressed person. At least I wouldn't consider myself to be so. But uh, you know, I would I would I would tell her about my experiences with with mushrooms and and how they seem to you know really clarify some things for me. And so she became interested in working on that path as well. So um, I took up my hobby once again and started uh, producing. Uh, active mushrooms again, and I did it initially just for literally just for microdoses for her because uh, this was kind of around the time that the, the concept of microdosing was becoming really popular a couple years ago. It still remains to this day, but this was like the beginning of the popularity of the microdose, right? And so I started producing microdoses for her. And she was taking them on a little regiment that we came up with and she was having a lot of success with it. She was really feeling a lot better within a, sh- within a week. Like she was telling me she was noticing a difference and her mind was more quiet and this and that. And so eventually she said, I want to take like a, a macro dose. Like I want to take the, a full dose and, and have this experience. And so I said, okay, if you think like you know that's something you want to do and you're ready, then let's you know, let's prepare and and you can uh, have your have your journey. And so she did. She had her first journey with like I don't remember. I want to say two and a half grams, maybe, which is not a monstrous dose, but it's enough to get your feet wet and to show you the the potential. And I remember the next day when she woke up when we woke up she said this is the first day that I can remember that my mind has been this quiet like uh, my thoughts just aren't racing I don't feel any anxiety she said like she said she felt the complete absence of her anxiety and and any depression and uh, you know so for me that was very touching and very fulfilling because uh, I love this person very much and you know, to, just to think that I had had a hand in producing this medicine that was uh, so dramatically affecting and, and helping her. Um, that was very fulfilling and affirming for me. You know, that was one of the, the first times that I had grown mushrooms for another reason than, look, I just want to take some mushrooms. It was, you Great. know, I really had a purpose behind it. and uh, And then to watch that purpose come to fruition... Because, you know, as you know, from the time you get spores to the time you have mushrooms, if you do everything right and have no issues, you know, you're still talking a couple months. But, you know, usually it kind of stretches out because you, you have uh, contamination or this and that. But uh, anyways, it, it, I, I had the concept and then I had to, you know, be patient and work it out. And, and finally we had we had the medicine and it, and it really was medicinally beneficial for her. Um, yeah, so that, and,
1: and not to mention, you know, how many doses you can get out of a full flush. I mean, that's that's a lot of doses.
0: Yeah, especially at the microdose she was taking. I think we had her had her at like 0.2 grams like every other day or something. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it was very uh, fulfilling and very... You know that was kind of where I saw the the real potential in in actuality, not the uh, not the articles I'd read on the internet about microdosing. I saw somebody who I loved really changed by by these experiences and the use of these medicines. Um, so that was a uh, you know that kind of that kind of really solidified it for me the legitimacy of of this endeavor and. Uh, made it so it wasn't just uh, some way to acquire something that I wanted. It was a way to produce medicine for people who needed it. And that, to me, was like a light bulb, you know?
1: Right. And and there's no side effects to it, like if you're taking pharmaceuticals, you know. I mean, pharmaceuticals are in the business of treating, not curing. Um, But, you know, there's so many side effects to them that you really don't know what
0: you're taking but with mushrooms it's pure form. Yes, and you know she had tried those she she had been on those several of those pharmaceuticals and and it just wasn't helping her. And you know I don't I don't really know how she's how how her life is today. I hope it's good and I hope that you know if she wanted to that she continued with her uh with her uh exploration of the mushroom. I don't know. I have no idea. But um for that time that she was working with it, we were working together with it, it was really beneficial to her. And, you know, there are tons of anecdotal evidence, and now we're coming up with clinical evidence, and all this research is coming out um, verifying and, and uh, affirming the effectiveness of psilocybin and, and MDMA and, and these things that have been long considered drugs or, you know, hippie stuff. It's like, well, you know, it's kind of kind of, uh, the hippies might've been right, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs>
1: of course they were right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, here, here in Oregon where I'm based, uh, we've actually made mushrooms legal. So if I don't know what the amount is, but if you only have a certain amount on you, it, it's not illegal to have. So we are making waves. We also, you know, I hear of clinics starting up, um, to hand out the micro doses to patients that need it. So we're taking baby steps in the right way. We just need to keep spreading the word. For instance, your partner, hopefully she went away with the knowledge and we'll pass it on to others, you know, and, and it's just kind of hopefully a domino effect. And pretty soon it'll just be mainstream is what I'm hoping. It, it doesn't cause any harm. You know, I don't understand, except somehow the government well, I'm sure it's because of the pharma- pharmaceutical companies. You know, they're going to lose out on a bunch of money if too many people get wind of the benefits of microdosing. But yeah. you know, we just got to keep pushing on and and do what we got to do to get the word out about it.
0: Well, what's going to be really screwed up is when the pharmaceutical companies decide that it's time to capitalize on all this, which they will eventually. And then. Well,
1: That's like with marijuana, you know, they made it legal, and there's, you know, dispensaries almost on every corner here in Oregon, but you pay taxes.
0: Yeah, and and I really don't mind paying taxes, and and I I see some benefits to this. You know, I see some benefits to this. Um, I think one of the major uh, arguments is, look, at least now we can have, you know, uh, lab-tested medical-grade molecules, so... But, but that also tells me that what you're going to get is a caplet or a vial that's going to be, I don't know, I, I forget the dosage of psilocybin. I want to say like 45 milligrams of actual psilocybin, the, the, the molecule, is like a heroic dose. It, it doesn't take much. I think I, I want to say like 20 to 25 milligrams, I think, is like a, a, a good dose of, of raw psilocybin molecule. But, and I think that's a good thing, uh, especially for certain drugs, maybe not psilocybin, but for certain drugs, that's definitely a good thing. You need to have exact clear dosing uh, capabilities, and you need to know exactly how much you should dose and how much you have in a bottle. But with mushrooms, it's going to take away that, it's going to take away the kind of connection that... That the growing mushrooms and consuming mushrooms uh, uh, supplies you with a connection to nature, um, because it, I.
1: it may, but then it could do the opposite. You know, if somebody's going into a clinical setting to get their doses, maybe it'll spark their curiosity of, well, what if I just grow my own and, and, and do it myself? you know what I mean so I mean I can see on one hand it, it may take away from the, the beauty of growing yourself because now you can just walk into a clinic but on the other hand it may do the opposite to get people even more curious on on how to go about creating your own
0: yeah and that's a good point that's it that's a good optimistic way to look at it um but I can tell you bro um there's something about eating a handful of mushrooms that you grew from spore to dra- crack cracker dry out in the woods on a yep. blanket like uh it it's it can't be the same thing as taking an injection in a hospital bed and and having a a psychedelic experience i'm not saying that that's bad or that we shouldn't do that i, I definitely think you know for ketamine and And, um, you know, these people who are doing these extended DMT trials and things like that, you know, yeah, there needs to be some protocol in place so we can gather empirical evidence. I agree with that. But when you eat your own mushrooms in the woods by yourself, you're going to have a different experience than being in a hospital bed. Exactly.
1: Yeah, I agree 100 percent there with you.
0: And you know you can really I I mean, it can it could just be psychosomatic or whatever. But I I know when I've taken when I've had journeys with the mushrooms that I've cultivated, that it feels symbiotic. It feels familiar. It feels like we're we're like we're connected in a in a different way. Um, Which you know a lot of people would say, well that's just kind of your. Subconscious uh, extruding into the into the psychedelic experience, and that very well may be. I don't know, but uh, it definitely seems to be a little more connected.
1: Yeah, and you know my experience with mushrooms was way better than any other um, thing I may have taken to alter my mental state. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because mushrooms, there I have found they are teachers. They want to teach you. Um, they're very grounded um, compared to, let's say, acid. To me, acid is a joker. Um, he like, you know, There was one time that I did both. And kid you not, when the mushroom was there and working, I was very grounded and it was teaching me things and showing me things. And every once in a while, the acid would pop up. And he was just a choker. He wasn't there to teach me anything. And I know mm. that may sound kind of silly to some folks, but to me, they're just totally two experiences. Also with DMT, I tried that. I tried it once, and it just took me in too fast. Um, I, know yeah. a lot of, <laughs> I know a lot of people enjoy that aspect of it, but for me... It was just too much too fast there was no easing into it it is just bam you're somewhere else and so you know I always come back to the mushroom because it's very very smooth and easy to transition into it's a very um grounding and I don't know I there's just something about the mushroom that appeases to me more than anything else I've ever tried
0: yeah um i i I agree with you on several things you just said um i i know for me the um when i when i take the mushroom i always have this deep sense of like nostalgia or familiarity like Mm -hmm. uh, like even as the experience starts to kind of wash over me i'm like oh yeah i remember now like oh yeah i've been here before this makes sense and sometimes I even get this really strong sensation that this is where I'm supposed to be, like, I, I, I'm, like I'm supposed to be here. And uh, I, I've had that same sensation of belonging on pretty much every other psychedelic I've ever used. But yeah, LSD to me was always very uh, astonishing or, or like, wow, like this is crazy. Like I can't... <laughs> Like, this is just so crazy. It's not, it, and I can see what you mean by the kind of jester joker aspect of it because it does kind of switch gears on you and, like, it's like a roller coaster. It's just up right. and down and up and down, and uh, and it's so damn long. It just goes on and on and on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, mushrooms, they can go on and on and on. I, I know that, you know, I've done, like, 10-hour trips on mushrooms to where I'm literally tapping out, Uh, but it don't care, of course. It's not going to be like, okay, okay, I'll stop. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, but with mushrooms, when you're coming out of it, you got, with me, it's just a warm, glow feeling, you know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm like it was just a really good experience and it's just kind of covered me in warmth and I'm coming out of it and I got a smile and I enjoyed it and yeah, it's it's awesome.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's actually been quite some time since I've taken a mushroom journey. I want to say it's, pr- yeah, it was before I went to South America so it was a uh, summer. It's been almost a year since I've taken mushrooms and, and, any, and any dose that would be uh, Particularly active. I have been dabbling with with microdoses uh, for for a while, but uh, yeah, I'm getting I'm starting to get that urge. Not the urge, but that kind of like that whisper. You know, like come on, it's it's about that time. You know. I
1: know. isn't that a trip? <laughs> that little whisper. Yeah. I've been having it too. It's been quite a while for me, also. Yeah. Um, have you ever tried adding cocoa to your microdoses?
0: Cacao? You mean like the chocolate or coca leaf? Like uh... no, no, no. Uh, the chocolate. Um. Actually, oddly enough, yes, I do. Um. So I kind of have a weird way of doing it, different than other people. Um. I I I usually work out almost every day, and I have a shake that I like to take as a pre-workout. Um. And in my shake, I mix a lot of different stuff but like basically some like plant-based protein um i usually put an egg in there Uh, a couple other like protein building ingredients things like that for for literally just physical strength but i also add in a raw cacao maca turmeric um and then i put in a micro dose of my mushroom and i also put in i've been putting in a micro dose of san pedro cactus powder Oh, okay. Yeah, so I kind of make like a like a, a pre-workout shake that has microdoses in it. And uh, I drink that on the way to the gym. And I tell you what, I feel fucking fantastic. <laughs> 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 I feel really good. like <laughs> that. And uh, yeah, I, you know, it seemed, I don't know, like I said once again, it could be psychosomatic, but... I feel focused in the gym, I feel ready to work, I feel relaxed, I feel loose, and then like the day after I leave the gym and after, you know, the the ingredients in my shake have really set in and kind of gotten in my blood, I really feel good every time.
1: Yeah, I noticed with microdosing, um, I've done it a couple of times, and noticed with it that it makes me feel active i have more energy
0: and less appetite so hey yeah win-win right Right. um there's another there's another group or a guy and he runs a group called veterans uh walk and talk and this guy is like a microdose chef um shout out colin uh from veterans v watt um this guy makes, like, his own line of microdoses with different strains of actives. Um, he has different ingredients depending on what they're for. He has, like, walkers and talkers. And what, what his, uh, what his uh, program is is veterans get together in California, and they go on these extended hikes, and they microdose, or if some people want to macrodose, whatever, I think it's kind of open for them to do, do their thing. And so he gets these groups of veterans together to do these, like, weekly—he uh, even calls it dosing. So they're, like, hiking and microdosing. It's really, really cool. And uh, he posts his recipes for these different microdoses that he creates, and I'm like, wow, like, I never even thought of this. Um, you know, he, he adds all these superfoods and spirulina and and he has different microdoses for different occasions, and I'm like, dude, you're onto something here. Like, this is gonna, this could be big, you know. And, and is that it?
1: That's a Facebook
0: group. Um, I'm sure he has one on Facebook. I, I, I don't interact with him on Facebook, but I follow him on Instagram. Um, What's so his name again? His name is Colin Wells, but you can follow what he works on uh, at Veterans Walk and Talk.
1: Okay.
0: Um. And uh, I think his insta, his personal Instagram handle, I think is laughter under fire. I think. And uh, he's a he's a combat veteran who's, you know, c- come back to America and, and developed a uh, uh, pain pill addiction, and then overcome his addiction through plant medicines, and now he's like, uh, he's just a a really nice guy and a and a figurehead in this veterans plant medicine movement um and he's really passionate and he does a lot of really good work so yeah check him out
1: Yeah definitely I'd be interested in seeing
0: those recipes Yeah yeah me too they're so cool and uh, he's also an amateur mycologist he grows all he grows all his medicine and and you know he he gives the the microdoses out for free to the people who come to the hikes so it, yeah it's a really cool uh, program
1: Sounds like an awesome guy
0: Yeah 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 um, well we're coming up on an hour here. Is there anything else that we didn't touch on that you'd like to uh for our listeners to know? Of course I'm gonna give you some time to to tell us all your links and, and, and promote and all that, but is there anything else you'd like to discuss that we didn't touch on? No,
1: I think we touched on pretty much
0: everything. Yeah, yeah, I think we hit the I think we hit the circuit on this one. That was a nice it was nice chatting with you. It was really good to meet you. Why don't you uh, tell our listeners where they can find you on Instagram and elsewhere on the internet, Facebook page and all that, wherever you'd like to, uh, to be found.
1: Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. You can find us on Facebook underscore swaps, um, Instagram underscore swaps <laughs> and the website of course is www.sportswaps.com. I'm always accepting new vendors um, you have to be a trusted vendor, though. You don't just let anybody get on there and, and open a store. I need to know that, you know, you're good with customer service and, and timely shipping and all that good stuff. Um, so if you're interested in knowing more or opening up a store on, a, on my website, you just shoot me a message um, or an email. My email is sherry at sporeswaps.com. So everything's spore swaps. If you just remember spore swaps, you can find me.
0: Yeah, I think that's a pretty uh, pretty easy, easy, easy one to remember. Um, so that works out. Okay, Sherry, thank you so much for joining us here on Psychedelicast. I really appreciate it. It's been nice chatting with you. Great to meet you. Um, I'll definitely be um, patronizing uh, spore swaps to gather some supplies for myself. I can tell you that. Um, I
1: appreciate that. Yeah, and it's been... been a pleasure talking with you. This has been a lot easier than I thought. I was really nervous, but you're very easy to talk to. So thank you.
0: Oh sure, yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been doing this for a little bit, and yeah, a, a lot of people are nervous to to do it because it's kind of like my my show is very relaxed style. It's not super formatted. It doesn't have a lot of like, we have to do this, we have to do that. We just kind of like let it flow. But it, right. usually, it usually ends up coming off very organically because, uh, you know, most of the people that I talk well, everybody that I talk to, I'm just interested to talk to because they do really cool stuff. So uh, it just works out.
1: Yep. Well, thank huh. you again for having
0: me. All right, Sherry. Thanks for coming on the show. Take good care of yourself, okay? You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. What a lovely lady to speak to. Thank you, Sherry, so much. Sherry of SporeSwaps.com. You can follow her um, work there on Instagram as well, at SporeSwaps. I highly recommend you do if you're into mycology. Um, You're going to get access to a lot of fantastic, um, fantastic uh, vendors there uh, for all kinds of rare and exotic spores. Uh, I'm like just salivating over here, ready to get my, uh, ready to get a a laminar hoof laminar ho (laughs) laminar ho flood no god Uh, laminar flow hood set up so I can get into uh, get back into uh, doing some inoculation and and start working with some agar again Um, I was doing it in Brazil um, but uh, it's one of my favorite hobbies of course mycology purposes only for all the cops listening out there mycology purposes only but uh, it really is such a fun hobby and uh, platforms like spore uh, spore swaps make it uh, that much more interesting because you can you gain access to spores from all over the globe, literally. And I mean, some of these guys uh, who are working are um, just isolating genetics down to these tub busting rare species of uh, of fungus, and it's just fantastic. So uh, thank you once again, Sherry, for coming on the show. Uh, I will employ, implore you to uh, check out Spore Swaps and uh, to, to support that effort. I would also implore you to check us out at www.patreon.com. For $3 a month, you can become a member, gain access to exclusive video formats of each and every episode, except for this one, by request of the guest. Once again, I will always honor that request. Uh, everyone is entitled to their privacy. Um. But generally speaking, we do early uploads in video format exclusively for Patreon members. You're also going to get cultivation updates and tips from myself. You're going to get access to, uh, you know, to a forum of other like-minded individuals. You and I can c- can communicate. You can come on the show and uh, tell your own story. I'll, I, I would any member, uh, anyone who joins the Patreon, uh, the Patreon group has the opportunity to come on the show themselves and, uh, do tell a story or be interviewed or whatever they'd like to do. So, uh, you, for $3 a month, I think you're getting a pretty solid bang for your buck and you're supporting the show. So please do that www.patreon.com slash link in the show notes as always. Um, we're also going to link all of our social medias that you can follow us at in the show notes. um, as well as the the website and social media of our guests. All of that will be found in the show notes accompanying this episode. So check that out. Support uh, psychedelic content creators and uh, those in the mycological arena. With all that being said, guys... um I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I certainly enjoyed chatting with with Sherry. We've got uh, more great episodes coming at you next. Uh, the next one's going to be good. The last one was great. They're all great, man. I, I really enjoy talking to these people and doing this show for you guys. So thank you for your support. Thank you for listening. Let's do a quote. And today we'll leave you with a fitting quote from the one and only Paul Stamets. I see the mycelium as Earth's natural internet, a consciousness with which we might be able to communicate Through cross-species interfacing, we may one day exchange information with these sentient cellular networks. Because these externalized neurological nets sense any impression upon them from footsteps to falling tree branches, they could relay enormous amounts of data regarding the movements of all organisms through the landscape. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again. It's always my pleasure to bring these episodes and interviews to you. I appreciate you in joining us, spending your time with us in the attempt to pry open the third eye. Please, each and every one of you, take good care of yourselves, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.